Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. New thinking, new possibilities. Welcome to TGIF Autoline Daily. We've got some great stories to report on, so let's get to them. In an announcement that sent shockwaves through automotive media outlets, the parent company of Automobile Magazine announced it was firing its editor-in-chief and axing part of the editorial staff. Gene Jennings, the editor, had been with the magazine since its inception in 1986. The parent company, Source Interlink Media, is renaming itself as 10, the Enthusiast Network, and they want to transition themselves into, and I quote, a web-led, socially amplified media model. Jennings will continue to run her website, Gene Knows Cars, which is also owned by the Enthusiast Network. You know, our rule of thumb in the automotive industry is to design an all-new platform and leave it in the market for up to eight years to recoup all the cost of the tooling and hopefully make some money in the last couple of years. And automakers typically freshen up that design after four years with minor changes that don't cost too much money. But Bloomberg is reporting that Volkswagen wants to chop its platform life down to five years with a refresh coming in only three years. Car buyers love to have the latest look and technology, and that's what this is all about. And VW's not the only one. On last night's Autoline After Hours, Monty Kerr, the chief engineer in North America for the Toyota Camry, told us about a major redesign, not a refresh, that they just did on the Camry only three years after it was introduced. By the way, you can watch that interview right now on our website. Chinese automaker Great Wall was once openly admired by some Western car companies, and we here at Autoline even thought it might be the first Chinese automaker to crack the U.S. market. But now the company is running into problems. Sales fell in three of the first four months of this year in China, and it ran into embarrassing delays with its newest model, the Haval H8 SUV, due to quality problems. Thanks to that, its stock price got hammered. Experts are now predicting that Chang'an will overtake Great Wall as the leading Chinese brand. Chang'an has joint ventures with Ford, PSA, and Suzuki, and through the first four months of this year, its sales jumped nearly 38%. Speaking of China, it's not too hard to see why automakers are flocking to the country. Last year, there were about 280 million licensed drivers, but forecasters say that number could jump to 1 billion in the next 10 to 15 years. So if you think Chinese car sales are impressive right now, just wait, they've barely gotten going. But yikes, just imagine what the traffic jams will be like. In what could be another step towards the autonomous car, Ford will offer an adaptive steering system next year. The system uses an actuator placed inside the steering wheel that continuously changes the steering ratio to optimize steering response whether that may be at parking lot or highway speeds. A vehicle's steering ratio is typically fixed and not adjustable. We believe this could be a step towards what they call traffic jam assist, a semi-autonomous system where you set the cruise control and the car automatically does all the accelerating, braking, and even the steering. 
Hyundai's Genesis Coupe is currently available with either a 2-liter turbocharged 4 or a 3.8-liter V6. But now it's going to discontinue the Turbo 4 starting with the 2015 model year. Hyundai claims this will allow it to reposition the Genesis Coupe towards a more premium buyer. Coming up next, if you look at the sidewall of the tires on your car, you'll see a lot of numbers. But do you know what they all mean? More on that right after this. Proven on the track and on roads around the world, Borg Warner turbochargers improve fuel economy and reduce emissions without sacrificing performance. Borg Warner, official turbocharger supplier to the IZOD IndyCar Series. Did you know that your tires are trying to tell you a story? But for some people, it seems like that story is written in some kind of unknown language. Auto Line Garage is brought to you by Bridgestone. Your journey, our passion. For some people, what's written on the side of a tire might as well be written in hieroglyphics. If that's the case, let me be your Rosetta Stone. Let's take a look at what I think should be important to you. We'll start off with the tire size. In the case of this one here, it's a P235 55R16. Confused already? Well, let's break that down. The P stands for passenger tire. You might also notice an LT there, which stands for light truck. Or if there's no marking, it's a European metric tire. The 235, that just means that's 235 millimeters wide. The next number is the aspect ratio, which is the percentage of the height to the width. So in this case, the height is 55% of the width. Now let's, the R stands for radial construction. And the 16 means that this is a 16 inch diameter wheel that this tire goes on. Now it's not always the case, but you might notice a tire size that looks like this. So in this case, the 35 is the diameter of the tire. The 1250 is the width of the tire in inches without the decimal point placed between the two and the five. The R again stands for radial construction. The 17 is the wheel diameter and the E is the load range. Load range is the carrying capacity of a tire in terms of its construction, and it will also affect maximum inflation pressure. On a passenger tire, it'll have the notation SL, which stands for standard load, or XL for extra load. On a light truck tire, it will go from the standard four ply, which has no letter marking, all the way up to E, which is a 10 ply tire. So even though a tire may be the same size, a higher load range identifies a stronger internal construction. And it's very important to match a load range when replacing a tire because it can drastically affect handling and even tire life. Next to the tire size, you'll notice the load index and speed rating. The load index is the maximum amount of weight a tire can safely carry and will range from zero to 279. Now that 279 does not mean the maximum amount of weight a tire can carry is 279 pounds. Most passenger tires will range from 75 to 105, which translates to about 850 to 2,000 pounds. The speed rating is the maximum amount of speed a tire is rated to travel at, and the system follows the alphabet from B to Z. And the further you go along, the higher the speed. Again. It's very important to match these ratings for handling and tire life. Now let's take a look at what I like to call the three T's, which are tread wear, 
traction, and temperature. These ratings are important, but not as important to match as the others are, and I mostly pay attention to tread wear and traction. The tread wear rating is a measurement of the tire's durability. It's not exact, but if you add two zeros to the tread wear rating, it's a good indication of how many miles the tire will last. The traction rating is the measurement of a tire's ability to stop on a straight, wet surface. Grades include AA, A, B, and C, with AA being the highest rating. And just in case you're wondering, the temperature rating is a tire's resistance to the heat generation under normal operating condition at recommended inflation pressures. If you look hard enough at the small print, there's another important number on the sidewall, which is maximum pressure. Some people mistake this for the recommended inflation pressure and will inflate their tires to it, which is wrong. If you look at the placard on the driver's door pillar, the correct recommended inflation pressure will be there along with the original tire size, just in case you're not sure that the tires that are on the vehicle are the correct size. And lastly, let's decipher the DOT code. Now most of the letters and numbers are not important to you except for the last four numbers, which are usually outlined in an oval box. They indicate the week of the year that the tires were produced. In the case of this tire, it was made in the 18th week of 2008. This would be important to you just in case you think your tires are getting too old or there's a problem, making it easier to identify the affected batch of tires. Some manufacturers recommend that you replace your tires every six years, even if they're not worn out. If you have quality tires, I think that's a bit extreme, and the codes and ratings on your tire's sidewall will tell you the answers to that. Not to mention that your tire's tread is trying to tell you when they need to be replaced, and they're trying to tell you a whole lot more about your vehicle. But I'll have to get to that in the next episode. For this AutoLine Garage, I'm Sean McElroy. Thanks for that report, Sean. And that wraps up this week's worth of reports. Thanks for your interest in AutoLine Daily. And of course, we'll be right back here again on Monday. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.